Hello, and welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, a sacred place for women all around the world to find wisdom about the sacred feminine, empowerment, and healing. From natural health suggestions, traditional wisdom, and transformative stories, you'll be immersed in topics that bring you inspiration and clarity. If you're ready to awaken the wild woman within, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast with Cassandra Wilder. Hello and welcome back to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. My name is Cassandra. So incredibly grateful for each and every one of you here. Coming to you today with a really special episode, our very first guest interview. We won't be doing too many guest interviews here on the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, but there are a handful of really incredible women that are doing powerful, life-changing work in the world. And these are the women that will be sprinkling in throughout this coming season. And as I began to think about what podcast I wanted to do with the first guest interviewee, it was so incredibly obvious that I wanted to bring my dear sister, soul sister, blood sister, best friend, Haley Meadow on the podcast. Now, if you've come to a sacred goddess retreat, you may have met her, or if you've visited her amazing store in Utah or bought from her online, then likely you've at least experienced her beautiful touch. So Haley Meadows, the artist and the designer behind Meadow Expressions, she and her family traveled for almost two years all around the country in a vintage Airstream. And then later they downsized even more to a renovated van. So they ended up settling in Austin, Texas, had an amazing journey there, but in the last year made the move back to Utah, which if I can be selfish for a minute, I'm going to say that I'm super grateful about that. And so she now is here in Utah. She opened her own crystal store, Meadows Crystals, in Lehigh, Utah, and it is such a magical place. And she has been teaching about crystals, metaphysics, high vibrational living, mindsets, pretty much everything that is powerful, life-changing, inspiring, and empowering. And we are beyond blessed to have her here on the podcast today. So welcome, Meadow. Thank you. This is so fun for us. So as a lot of you know, we are truly sisters. We were actually like blood sisters. (laughs) (laughs) And um, we've both been blessed to watch each other grow and transform throughout the years. Certainly, we did not start out this way. We both had our own paths in corporate America. We both have, you know, done a lot of the nine to five kind of things and then in the last you know five to ten years have both really blossomed into this work and really begun to find our soul passions and it's been so amazing to watch Meadow's life radically change she's always been an artist she's always been that kind of person that can pick up anything whether it's a paintbrush or uh, some wire and can suddenly create art she's so naturally gifted with that And when her son Harvey was maybe three years old, yeah, he was two or three years old, he was a little guy, I bought him some crystals for his birthday. Because what little kid doesn't want magical, sparkly, colorful rocks in their life? Kids are so in tune and they can feel how powerful these crystals are. And it's amazing because I gave Harvey those crystals and that would really end up becoming the catalyst for Meadow stepping into her own power 
with this work. What has your journey been like from that point? Well, thank you so much for having me here with you on your amazing podcast. I've or I'm definitely a fan of your work myself, and I um, <laughs> listen to all of your podcasts. And it's been amazing, too, to watch you blossom in such a beautiful way and to really find that passion that you have and that inner wisdom that you just seem to just have. And the way that you share it with other women is really, really inspiring. So it's mm-hmm. such an honor to be here with you. So <laughs> Thank you. Um, <clears throat> going over to uh, the story with... Uh, Cassandra gifting my little boy Harvey three crystals. Those crystals were orange calcite, amethyst, and obsidian. And you know, when I got those crystals, when my son received those crystals, I was very, it was very early in the crystal world for me. It was actually my first time actually coming into the crystal world. And I viewed those as just, oh, that's nice, you bought him some rocks, is kind of how I saw that. But when I saw how my little boy loved those rocks and he knew exactly where he was putting them, exactly where he, (laughs) you know, you could ask him where any of his other toys were, but if you asked him where the rocks were, he knew right where they were. And so that really started to stir something in me to watch how interested and how connected he felt to those crystals. It started to stir something in me. It's amazing. And how soon thereafter did you begin to work with crystals regularly and really dive into this whole realm of spirituality? Oh, it took probably a year and a half or two years where um, what really kind of got me going deeper into the crystals was when when my husband and I packed up everything and started to travel. I had always had different artistic outlets and I actually had to close down my sewing business where I was designing children's clothing and everything and to go from an 1800 square foot house into a 109 square feet or whatever that vintage Airstream trailer was, I there was no room for you know, a whole sewing studio to come along. So basically I had to connect with nature on the journey but then I connected with the crystals And then as a way to work with my creative craving, I found that working with the crystals and working with wire and bringing these beautiful, beautiful crystals into a piece of art for others to enjoy and to display in a way that they could regularly and easily work with was something that really spoke to my soul. Yes. And like I said, she's the kind of person that can pick up a piece of wire and a crystal and within five minutes, she's turned it into a work of art. (laughs) It was so amazing. I remember trying. five minutes, but. (laughs) (laughs) I remember trying like, oh, she can do it. Then I could probably do it, right? And it was like the worst. Like, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do get that question a lot because in my storefront, as you know, I have my wire wrapped crystals there and I often get the question of you know how how did you learn or how did you um, advance and it really my answer really is just I am self-taught with how to work with the crystals and the wire but once you've wrapped about a (laughs) hundred then it starts to get a lot easier so it's a practice thing so I just gotta wrap 99 more 
99 more to go. How is that? That's that's inspiring. I love it. So Meadow, as you know, I asked on Instagram a couple months ago what people want to see on the podcast, and I got an overwhelming amount of responses from women saying they want to know more about crystals. They've felt intimidated when going to crystal stores. They want to know, are crystals really healing? And is that just, you know, something kind of uh, esoteric or something that's maybe a bit more on the spiritual side? Or is there actual science to the wisdom of crystals? So let's answer these questions for these women. And I know that I'm also really intrigued to learn from you too. So. What exactly are crystals and how do they heal or what are their healing properties? That's um, a really great question and that's a very, we could go really deep into that, but it gets quite scientific really. There's a whole molecular structure and each type of crystal and mineral has a different molecular structure and, and the way that it grows and what sort of minerals are with, that, with them and what temperature and heat and all this. There's a lot going on and the term crystals is a very generic term <clears throat> in that um, crystal, a crystal really would be a quartz, but crystal is a general term, and so it's often used to encompass all the different kinds of rocks, for a very, very generic term, um, that you would find at a crystal store. Now, if you're a geologist, you're probably throwing a shoe at, <laughs> <laughs> at the um, podcast right now because that, that's going to really bother you. But um, you know, in general, general terms, crystals is the word that we use. So. Um, is there science behind them? Absolutely, yes, there is. So, you know, I do teach classes at my store in Utah here, but, and I do have customers who come in and they, they just like these questions are that coming into the podcast questionnaire form, or however <laughs> you're doing that, um, they, they say, I've never been into a crystal store. I have no idea what I'm doing here, but I just felt like I needed to come in. What do I do now? and they kind of freeze at the door. And um, basically what I tell them is that um, working with crystals is more of an, an intuitive process. And we live in a very logic-based society where everything has to be a logical-based opinion and a logical-based feeling. And when you go into a crystal store, what you're doing is you are selecting crystals intuitively through the frequency and vibration that's going on between your body, the different organs, the emotional energy, everything going on in your body is communicating with these crystals. Everything in this world has a frequency, it has a vibration. And so everything from your plants to the grass to the trees, like how do you feel when you just go out and sit with nature? Mm. You can feel, you feel better. If you go sit and lean up against a tree and just tune into the tree, and tune into the grass beneath your feet and close your eyes and listen to the birds singing, you, you could be so frustrated and so upset about something that happened during the day, but if you can go and just release and just sit in nature, you feel so much better. And so crystals are just like that. They have their own frequency and their own energy. And these can actually be measured in hertz. Um, that's how frequency is typically measured is in the hertz and megahertz. Um, Levels. So if you're curious and in going deeper into hertz and megahertz, uh, Tanio, I may be pronouncing that wrong, Tanio Technology was the company that uh, really dove into how to measure frequencies mm. in the early 90s. So, And if you go into quantum physics, Tesla 
Einstein, they actually speak of crystals and how they work. I mean, crystals have been worked with since the first radios, since um, all of our electronics, our computers, our phones, they all have crystals in them. And when you look at our bodies as our whole, our bodies are comprised, composed of, <clears throat> of water and salt primarily, and then minerals. Well, what is a crystal made out of? It's waters and salts and minerals that have been under immense pressure. So when you walk into a crystal store and you can feel drawn to a crystal, the reason why is because your body and that crystal are communicating at a frequency level and it's filling a void or balancing something that you are out of balance on. Is that Amazing. <laughs> like a really... Oh, yeah, I'm, my mind is like, whoa. To hear it explained like that. And so it's incredible to know that there is so much science to crystals and how they work with the body. And yet we don't hear a lot about that. They're often viewed as, like I said, more of an esoteric, abstract, <laughs> oh yeah, there's that word, woo-woo, yeah, kind of thing. Yes, um, one of Tesla's quotes, maybe you've seen it, is if you want to understand the universe, you need to speak in energy and frequency. Mm. So if you can tune into that vibration, then a lot of answers can come to you and you actually find that you are a really powerful being yourself and that all the answers are available to you. Mm, that's powerful. Super powerful. So when someone say goes and buys a crystal or, you know, is even just within a crystal store trying to feel into what crystal is meant for them, how exactly is that crystal working with the body to create the healing? Is the crystal actually increasing your frequency or do you know what that process looks like? Sure. The process in which the, the crystal and your body will work together is that if, for example, there is an imbalance in your body and the crystal is something, let's see, let's think of something. Um, scoliosis, curvature of the spine. Oftentimes, um, people will come in with a scoliosis, and this, of course, is not approved by the FDA. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm not curing or healing anybody like this. So, don't. <laughs> But esoterically, uh, blue kyanite, for example, is said to support and help someone with the, the natural curvature of their spine. And if you look at a piece of blue kyanite, actually the formation of it is a very linear, very straight um, energy that's going through it, but also visually you can see the layers of, of the mineral. And so a stone like that, if you're attracted to it and you are you have scoliosis, or if you um, energetically have an issue speaking your voice, then you're going to be attracted to something like a blue kyanite um, because it's bringing balance to what's out of balance in your body. Mm. So those two energies, your energy and the crystal, are going to come together and you're going to help create more say homeostasis or balance throughout the body in general yes that would be that would be correct that's fascinating do you find that often people are naturally drawn to the crystal they need i'd say 98 percent of the time absolutely so when the customer comes into my shop and i guide them say just pick out whatever calls to you which it sounds really weird to some people I say turn off your logical mind and just if you are attracted to it just pick it up and then bring it over here and then I have several references at um, my countertop where 
you can read and satisfy that logical side. And 98% of the time, people will come over with the crystals that they've just picked out, not knowing what the properties of those crystals are. And they'll come over and read those sections out of the book. And some people start to cry. Some people just step back and say, whoa. Some people instantly just say, this is what I need, obviously, or that's what I'm going through in my life. So that's, um, that's kind of the process mm. that the customers go through. And I think the 2% in which they say, oh, that doesn't apply. I, I don't think you're being honest with yourself. Mm. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the truth's <clears throat> hard to accept, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny you say that. I've certainly had that happen where I go to a crystal store and I think I know what I want. You know, of course, I want something flashy like an amethyst or a moonstone or something that's on a visual level really appealing. And yet I find myself really drawn to something like onyx or something that's, you know, not as like, wow, this is a beautiful crystal. Instead, it seems very dull in comparison. And yet I continue to go back to that table over and over and over again as I try to talk myself out of what I'm feeling. It's so funny. Yes, as you turn on logic and think it's just black. Right. I don't need a black stone. Right. I want a purple I stone. I want something sparkly, right? Yeah. Yep. And you keep going back to that. And it feels good when you hold it and it just feels right. So Yeah, exactly. This is amazing. So if you were to talk to someone who knew not a lot about crystals or was very new to this realm, what are some of the like good go-to crystals that would be really helpful for most women? Okay, for most women, I would definitely recommend a moonstone. And that can be a regular moonstone or a rainbow moonstone. And the reason why I think moonstone is such an amazing stone for women in particular is because it is the stone of the moon. And as women, we, are all, we all resonate with the moon and the moon cycles. With that though, Moonstone helps us embrace the ebb and flow of hormones in our body and it helps us love whatever phase of woman we are in, whether that's uh, maiden, crone, uh, mother, enchantress. Moonstone helps us embrace all of that. So it really helps us stand in our power as women. And that stone, correct me if I'm wrong, also connects us to the 13 moon phases throughout the year, right? Yes, yes it does. And it also connects us to the uh, 13 grandmothers of the world um, and their mission is world peace. So yes. it connects us to that as well. Yes, and if you all didn't know, 13 is a very auspicious number for the feminine. Very, very special. Fabulous, okay, Moonstone, what other stones? I think black tourmaline is a great stone. Black tourmaline is great for everyone, men, men or women, in that, and Moonstone's great for men as well, so don't, like think that it's not if you're a man listening if you're attracted to moonstone you should have moonstone in your life mm. but black tourmaline absorbs negative energy it gives you a, a force field around you and i see a lot of um, empaths coming into the shop and i think that empaths are an amazing it's an amazing uh, gift actually that empaths have and i don't think there's a lot of knowledge or support in how to work as yourself or with others who are empaths. Mm. Um, empaths bring a really beautiful energy to this shifting um, density, <laughs> this shifting world that we're in. So black tourmaline will help someone with having their force field up so that others aren't entering in and 
putting their emotions and their feelings into the empath because the empath, as we know, carries, they can feel so much and they don't always understand that they're picking up other people's energy and their other people's opinions and feelings and then they're confusing them with their own. And um, black tourmaline can really help with that balance, with with that safety bubble. Mm, yes. And it's funny you say black tourmaline because a couple days ago I had a business meeting with someone that in the past has pushed my boundaries and been quite disrespectful and, and not really um, not really just been very kind to me in general. And when I told Meadow that I was preparing for this meeting, she said to me, you need black tourmaline and you should stick it right in your bra, right in the middle of your chest, over your heart to help protect you and allow that boundary to be reinforced. And I must say, <laughs> something incredible happened at that meeting. My boundaries were respected more than ever before. And uh, this person who would sometimes force a hug or force to physically you know, come into my heart space didn't even attempt it. And that was a huge win for me. So you better believe I'm going to have black tourmaline in my bra from now on. <laughs> Crystals in the bra is a normal placement. <laughs> Just don't forget they're there when you're trying on that new <laughs> clothing item in the dressing room. You, your yeah. rocks go flying everywhere. That would be tragic. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, there's a lot of truth to um, what Cassandra just shared there with you. Um, I have experiences personally, too, traveling. If I ever travel, well, I just always have black tourmaline with me. It's in my car. It's on my person. It's in my purse. It's in my children's backpack. It's in the diaper bag. It's... It's everywhere in my home, in my living space. So black tourmaline would definitely be a, a big recommendation. Uh, for a third stone, I would probably recommend a rose quartz. Mm. It's a really gentle stone. It's a beautiful pink color. And rose quartz works with the heart chakra. And it supports love, unconditional love. For others, but most importantly for yourself. I think that's the most important thing is to know that we need to love ourselves first in a complete, beautiful, honored way. And then once we can love ourselves really fully, then we have so much more love to share and help others with. So I would definitely recommend the rose quartz. Yes, such a good go-to stone for just about everything. For self-care, for compassion, mm -hmm. for healing. Yeah, everyone could use some, some rose quartz. So when people bring home their crystals, this is something that I never heard about until you began talking about it, and that is the importance of cleansing and recharging crystals. And I was so surprised because I had been learning about crystals from books and from other teachers for a couple of years, and I'd never heard someone talk about the importance the way you did, and that you must take the time when you purchase your crystals and bring them home to energetically cleanse them and recharge them. Can you talk about that process? Of course. So crystals are picking up all kinds of energy and vibration. And this might be also when you walk into a crystal store, sometimes they might feel really good or sometimes they might not feel so good. They have just that a feeling to them, an energy that isn't resonating, that may be a little, um, I don't know, just not as high vibrational maybe as you may need or like. So every person who comes into the crystal store and touches a crystal, they're leaving behind information on those crystals. And so this is why it's super important to cleanse your crystals when you get home. 
think of it this way. If you, if you were to purchase a laptop online, a used laptop, it's a computer, and you get it home, and you open it up, and it says, welcome Jason, and you're not Jason, and it has all of Jason's information, and Jason's pictures, and Jason's software, and everything, um, how useful is that computer to you? Now, if you get a used computer and you have it wiped or the person wipes it, hopefully, I mean, you should be wiping your computer before you <laughs> sell it online. But if you get a computer and it's used and all of the content has been erased off of it, you then are able to put your own software onto that computer and it becomes very useful to you. And so crystals work in the same way. They are computers, in essence. They have the ability to store information and... So when you come home with these beautiful crystals that you've intuitively picked out of the crystal store, you want to clear all the other programming that may be sitting in those crystals. Yes. And you've talked about this is the reason why they use quartz in computers and cell phones and things, because it's easily programmable for to hold a certain energy or a certain, uh, what might be the better word there? Resonance, frequency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's not, again super abstract to say that crystals can maintain certain frequencies. Correct. Yeah, exactly. And this is information that's been known for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we're cleansing our crystal, can you talk about like the best way to do that? I know a lot of people talk about putting it out under the full moon. Is that the best way or are there other ways? So when you're working with your crystals, the biggest thing is to work with intention because intention is thought and thought is frequency and the crystals are picking up frequency. So that's the the biggest thing is to make sure that your intention is clear. Now you can clear them with full moon energy, although full moon is really great at charging. um, You can also clear with full moon energy. You can clear them by running them under water, ideally a wild water like coming out of a mountain or something or the ocean but I know that's not super accessible to a lot of people. So you can use your kitchen sink and run them under the water and you can speak aloud or within your mind that you are clearing these crystals and you can just kind of feel the more you do these, the more you work with these crystals, the more clear the energy will come for you. So you will just know when they're cleared. You can just feel that they're cleared and they'll sparkle more and they'll shine more and you can feel the vibration coming off of them so you can run them under your kitchen faucet and then lay them out to dry you do not want to do that with selenite because some crystals are water soluble so you want to be mindful of that Mm. you can put them in brown rice you can put them in dry and dry salt but dry salt doesn't work well with anything made of metal so your hematite's your malachites, don't put those in salt. Mm. So would you say the biggest piece of advice is to find one practice that works really good for you or really resonates with you, whether that's the moon, the brown rice, running it under the water, and just kind of allow that to be a regular ritual you do every time you bring crystals home? Um, Yes, it's kind of hard to answer that question totally in that each crystal is going to want a different method. So definitely kind of find what maybe your top three methods are that could work with just about any crystal, but be mindful as to what you are bringing home and and what the proper, what does work or more like does not work Mm. for them. And so with this process, we're kind of clean slating 
the energy, right? So we're erasing any other programming, any other negative thoughts of maybe whoever mined it or who was mailing it or who was handling it at the store. Now, what does it mean to recharge a crystal? So to recharge, let's think of the crystal kind of like your car battery. And in your car, if your battery doesn't have energy in it, your car won't start. And so um, recharging is raising the vibration, raising that frequency, recharging the battery in essence. Um, that makes it to where the crystal has a higher vibration, a higher frequency to work with you. Okay. And how do you do that? Um, you can recharge by the moonlight, by sunlight, although some crystals don't like sunlight. I also think that you can recharge in new moon energy as well. Um, you can recharge by placing your crystal on a higher frequency crystal. You can recharge by putting your crystal in a singing bowl and letting the frequency of the singing bowl raise the frequency of the crystal. You can also clear your crystal in a singing bowl as well. Mm -hmm. And when you're clearing it and recharging it, are you saying anything, any form of an affirmation, or are you programming something new into the crystal? So when you're cleansing and charging the crystal, I will, personally, I, I talk to my crystals, and I will um, say what I, that they're to be cleared and cleansed and recharged or whatever I'm doing at, the, at that time. Now, what you just asked, though, is more going into activation. Once your crystal is cleared and ideally charged, then you're going to want to activate it, and that's you putting your programming into it. So just like we talked about with putting your software mm -hmm. onto the computer, you'd be putting your software onto your crystal. So if I was buying, say, rose quartz, because I'm specifically healing through some heartache or wanting to cultivate more compassion or better self-care, then I would hold that rose quartz and speak that affirmation into it so that it maintains that frequency? Yes, yes, that would be correct. And depending on how deep you want this activation to go, I really like to meditate with the crystals and really pull in, check in with each chakra and really pull in the, the light of source and the light of God and use that beautiful, strong power of love from the universe to help me set those activations into the crystals so powerful and it's so interesting to me that we don't hear this a lot in the crystal world yes it's um google's great for a lot of things <laughs> but it can be so confusing that's also another comment that i hear a lot is google's so confusing there's so much conflicting information and to be totally honest it took some deep research for me to even decipher between clearing and charging crystals because the terms are used so interchangeably I don't think that there's a lot of clarity available, actually, on that, so... Yes. Too much information. Yes. Amazing. I would be really curious to hear what your go-to crystal is right now as someone that is literally surrounded by thousands of crystals every day in your store. <clears throat> what crystal right now is really resonating for you and, and why? Well, that's a thing. I love all my crystals so much. But right now, the last few days, actually, I've been sleeping even with my shungite bracelet. Shungite's a really powerful stone. It's only found in Russia, up near the Onega Lake region, which is up near Norway. And shungite is estimated to be about 2 billion years old. And to give you an idea how old that is, coal 
like you know coal mines coal yeah. <laughs> that fossil fuel um that fossil fuel is estimated to be about 200 million years old so shungite being 2 billion years old means that it is the beginnings of our beautiful planet all of the different mm. life forms of the microscopic level um it consists of that so um Shungite is also known to be the most powerful EMF protector for us, especially with all this 5G going in and working around Wi-Fi routers and our cell phones and (laughs) everything else. It's really important to be shielding your body. Now, when I say shielding, though, it doesn't mean that it blocks out all of the EMFs. What it actually does is it rearranges the vibration of the EMFs so that they still pass through your body, but they're not passing through in such a harmful way. Mm. And this is huge when I'm working with clients as a naturopath who are experiencing fertility issues, who are experiencing extreme hormonal imbalances, thyroid imbalances. This is one big thing we're touching on is the electromagnetic frequencies. These things like, yeah, you said Wi-Fi, cell phones, cell phone towers, things that our bodies were never made to work with. And now we are bombarded, especially for those of us that live in cities. So really what you're saying is we all need some shungite in (laughs) our life. (laughs) Yes, you do, actually. (laughs) Absolutely. So um, that's what I'm wearing right now. It has a great protective quality. It works with your root chakra as well. And um, it's even used in um, the, the lake regions up there in Russia, the water is so healing. It's been actually worked with for thousands of years by the people in Russia. The um, Even going back into ancient times with their military and everything, they found that um, soldiers with wounds, they found that if they poured the water from these Shungite lakes, in essence, if they used that water on the soldiers' wounds, their wounds healed way faster. Whoa. So it has an amazing detox effect. Um, it's used to purify your water as well. And it, it's actually a pretty new crystal to the Western world over here in the United States. Um, I believe 2008 is about when it started to surface here. And so if you have a crystal book that's older than 2008 or even around 2008, they won't have anything about Shungite in it because they didn't know about it. This is so interesting. I mean, is it just me or do we need like a field trip to Russia? <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> like, I need to see this magical... <laughs> This magical water and wow. Yeah. It's just amazing. Wow. You you have so much wisdom and you really continue to amaze me with how much you've learned. I always thought that I had a, a decent understanding of crystals, but you have for sure blasted past me in terms of your understanding and connection with crystals. And so I'm so honored to to call you my best friend and my sister and to have this amazing relationship with you where we're truly yeah we're messaging each other all day every day bouncing <laughs> off business ideas from what with one another talking about our dreams our goals what we aspire to do and become in this world and so I want to thank you truly truly and genuinely for being on this podcast and we also have a little special surprise for all of you that are feeling really called to work with crystals As I said, Meadow is the owner of MeadowExpressions.com, which is where she curates this gorgeous, high-end, couture, wire-wrapped jewelry. She also does malas, and they are the most gorgeous malas you've ever seen. Those are 
beaded necklaces that are traditionally done with 108 beads, very, very sacred, especially in the yogic tradition. Um, but her work is absolutely incredible, and she's been kind enough to extend an offer for free shipping on any order off of her website. The code you're going to want to use at checkout is Goddess Podcast, one word, all lowercase, and this will allow you to get some of her amazing healing jewelry in your life. So whether you're feeling really called to work with something like shungites or rose quartz, or maybe you might find it's actually more empowering to just go on the website and see what catches your eye and what you naturally feel drawn to. Because as she said, likely you'll look it up and your jaw will be on the floor because it'll be exactly what you've been needing in your life. Can you share one last tip or suggestion for someone that's feeling called to dive into the world of crystals but maybe feels a little a little sheepish or a little unsure of themselves. You know, I would suggest getting a really good book that resonates with you <clears throat> and then to study and read that book every single day. This is how I've learned so much of what I, what I know is just daily study and working with the crystals every single day and um, finding a mentor or two or three and meditating a lot and talking talking to your rocks. <laughs> it's actually really does work. So <clears throat> also I just wanted to mention too with the meadowexpressions.com, another really great way for people to connect and see what's new is on the Instagram page. Mm, yes. So on Instagram it's meadows underscore expression sorry, meadow underscore expressions underscore gallery. Or you could just find me with the hashtag meadow expressions. Um, and that's where I've been posting things that as I make them, I take a picture and I put them on Instagram. And oftentimes they're, before I can even get them onto the website, people are claiming them off of Instagram. So um, definitely follow along there. Yes, thank you for saying that. And she takes the most amazing pictures. <laughs> so if you want your Instagram feed to be beautiful, this is how to do it. Just follow her. <laughs> so thank you again so much, Meadow, for being here. Thank you to every single one of you that are here in our goddess ceremony community it's been amazing our podcast has been reaching thousands of people and we're just a couple months in so if you love this podcast please let us know leave us a review on itunes and if you want to see another episode with meadow about crystals or if you have specific questions about crystals that you'd like us to address find me on instagram at wild goddess or at goddess ceremony let us know what you want to see and we would be more than happy to continue to bring this amazing inspiring much needed content to the world much love to every single one of you and we'll see you in the next podcast thank you so much for joining us for the goddess ceremony podcast we hope you found inspiration and healing within this sacred space if you're feeling the call to join us for an upcoming Sacred Goddess Retreat or transformative women's leadership training, now is the time to rise. You can find details about upcoming retreats and trainings at goddessceremony.com. We'll see you in the next podcast, sister. Thank you.